Hello, Betty Babes and Bows. Welcome to the second episode of the official Betty Page podcast. This is Tori Rodriguez with Betty Page Fitness here with my co-host, Mark Morey, the director of Betty Page Reveals All. Hey, Mark. Hey, Tori. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really good and always happy to talk about Betty Page. Same here. I can't wait to get our Betty fix on again. (laughs) So we'll um, start with a couple of uh, quick announcements um, and then get into our topic of the day, which is related to Betty's mental illness and sort of how it's been handled by a particular person. Well, yeah, there's a lot of misinformation and it's, it goes beyond misinformation that really uh, uh, it's, it's almost a smearing of Betty and we want to set the record straight. Absolutely. You know, we'll fight for our gal. (laughs) Um, so first, just want to uh, remember and appreciate the legacy of Tempest Storm, who passed last month. Yes, and Tempest is known to Betty fans from uh, the film Teaserama, right? Yes. And, and that great color film, uh, There's you can see some clips of it in, in uh, Betty Page Reveals All. And Betty really, I think, had second billing to Tempest, but because Tempest was bigger in that time around 1955. She was a big major burlesque star. But yeah. in later years, Betty Page became much more widely popular. And in fact, I met Tempest Storm at Betty's funeral in 2008 in Los Angeles. I interviewed her. She was soft-spoken. Couldn't have been a nicer woman. And she also um, came to uh, the premiere of Betty Page Reveals All in Las Vegas in 2012. And and so we're just uh, marking the passing of a of a real icon in the burlesque and pinup world. Definitely. And she was just so fond of Betty. Like she wrote the foreword for um, the book that I wrote with Betty's nephew called Betty Page, The Lost Years, and just really talked highly of Betty. And it was just yes, a super it, sweetheart. And maybe just what she was, one of the things she was well known for back in the day was she had her breasts insured with Lloyd's of London for something like um, a million dollars. Not, we don't know if wow. that's a true story, yeah. <laughs> but at least her publicity agent put that out. <laughs> well, it's, it's right. a good story either way. Right. And uh, in the announcement for Teaserama, the announcer goes, and Tempest Storm, who goes 3D, two better. <laughs> so... <laughs> So uh, that was always a funny line, I thought. uh, Yeah. And then, of course, my favorite one that I've mentioned to you before is the uh, Tempest in a D cup. Right. (laughs) Anyway, so we're finally remembering Tempest Storm and her recent passing. She passed since our last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So condolences to her family and friends. And we'll remember her fondly for sure. Yes. And so what else do we have on the agenda there, Tori? So we're getting in, we'll get into the, the meaty topic of the day, um, which uh, is, is relevant to Mental Health Awareness Month, which is every May. Um, you know, you and I both know, and a lot of Betty fans know that Betty struggled with mental illness. You know, she was diagnosed in her later years with paranoid schizophrenia and um, had a couple of notable incidents that have been well reported, including both in your documentary and in, in my book, The Lost Years. Um, so it, it was pretty surprising to... Let's, but before we do that, let's just talk mm-hmm. about what she actually did just very quickly. Betty had actually had a conflict with a landlord in California, uh, threatened with a knife, and I think actually 
attacked one landlord for which she was convicted and served a few months in prison. Mm -hmm. Then she had a second similar incident where she attacked a landlord with a knife, actually cut the landlord. um, And for that, she went away for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. She was. She she went away to a mental institution, pled not guilty by reason of insanity to attempted murder. Exactly. Which is a very important point um, to the story that, that we're about to get into. And so it was, it was just, pretty surprising to me when, you know, I, cause I managed Betty's social media, official social media pages. And so it was really surprising to start seeing these weird comments all of a sudden, which I'll read a few of them in a little bit. Um, but basically traced it back to this blogger who, um, does this blog called murder mystery and makeup. And her name is Bailey Sarian. And in this episode, she's, first of all, just really just kind of nonchalantly talking about um, Betty's, you know, struggles and um, really just sort of almost making light of the situation, but it's very glib about it. Very. Yeah. And so that, that was my first issue with it. Um, And uh, well, and and let's just say one thing right up front. The name of her, her thing is murder mystery and makeup. Well, in this case, in the case of Betty page, there's no murder. Yeah. There's also no mystery. The facts are known. And my personal opinion, there's too much makeup involved. In that. <laughs> well, that's subjective, but it's certainly you're yes, right. Subjective. You're right. I, I interjected in that subjectivity. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. But, but the objective part is definitely that there is no murder involved. And so that's what makes this, this situation particularly egregious. Um, so basically, Bailey Sarian, you know, throughout the, the thing, she's she's saying things like, I don't know. I feel like I'm making this up, but I think I read somewhere this and that, blah, blah, blah. But she basically says a couple of times that, or implies that Betty killed someone. And so in one of those statements in particular, like really at the end of the podcast, she's like, um, she's like, I could have sworn that I read an article in which Betty said she murdered someone. Well, and then she also says she heard Betty say she killed someone, which never happened. Yeah, but Betty never said that. I mean, there's nobody that's researched more about Betty Page than you and I, Tori. And I've listened to every interview Betty ever did. I've read everything. This, this, this is so far from what Bailey is saying is so far from reality that it's, and it makes me mental question, question her mental state. So... Well, understandably, understandably. Um, And it's just, it's, it's really surprising because she has this huge audience and it's, I really have a hard time believing that, you know, she didn't know better, you know, and it's, it's, it's obvious. You know, at one point she says, I might be making this up. She says that several times. She's trying to, she she states these things like they're facts about Betty murdering somebody. And she's like trying to cover herself but yet she's trying to do the sensationalist thing. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, and she's, yeah, she's pretty clever about the way she does it. And at one point she says something very close to like, no word on what happened to the landlady. And then she goes, I think I read somewhere that she might've died. And then she goes, hold on. And then she goes to a different like segment or whatever. So she's really, she's purposefully, it seems well, really? she, she's play, yes, she's playing fast and loose with the facts, or beyond fast and loose. And so we want to challenge Bailey to correct the record. Absolutely, Bailey can come on our podcast 
and we can go through all the facts on this situation. And yeah. she certainly owes it to the Betty fans and to the people who she's misled. And she's really smeared Betty's reputation and name. And I, I'm not a lawyer, but it seems to me if Betty were alive, she could potentially sue Bailey for libel. So, right. and, and we want to correct the record in several ways. One is the facts of what happened with Betty. Two, to get a better understanding of who Betty was and her mental illness and why that doesn't diminish who she is as a person and why she's so, so wonderful and why we still like her, despite the fact that she had a mental illness and stabbed somebody. And, um, Absolutely. And, and yeah, so, you know, that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it would be one thing if it was just, I mean, it would, it, it's bad enough that, that Bailey, you know, herself presented the story this way and, and tries to make it appear like Betty killed someone just so she can fit into her murder show basically. Um, but you know, what's worse is that now people are coming onto Betty's social media pages and saying, I mean, and it's not like people are flooding the pages with these comments, but they're pretty frequent now. And it's directly related to the Bailey Sarian podcast. Um, so I'm going to read a few of these comments and I do just want to give a content warning to anyone that with mental illness that might, you know, be harmed by hearing negative things about people with mental illness. But um, so here are a few examples. So um, it's crazy to think this is when I posted probably like a bondage picture of Betty and somebody commented, it's crazy to think she did murder people and loved the BDM BDSM scene. Um, and then on Betty's birthday, you know, the Betty's birthday post, somebody commented Cele celebrating the birthday of a murderer, SMH. Um, a couple others. I love her, but she was a complete psychopath and murderer stabbed someone to death while reciting the Bible. And finally, um, Betty Page is a crazy Christian and murdered someone. So, I mean, Bailey Sarian did this. She, this is di a direct result of that podcast. Right. There's nobody else that we're aware of that has made these charges about Betty, really because they're completely untrue. Yeah. And, and so Bailey's got a responsibility to correct the record here. I hope she finds out about this, and I hope she does that. And... Uh, can try to limit or reverse some of the damage that she's done, and one of the and one of those comments you made you just read, they said uh, something about Betty loved the BDSM scene. Well, no, Betty did not love the BDSM scene. She did it without judgment because she was paid to do it. Yeah, and it she was, was a the lack model. of judgment. It was the lack of judgment against BDSM and all the other things that was part of Betty's personality. And people kind of assume, or some people assume she was into all of that stuff she did when she was posing and she really wasn't. Yeah. She's just doing her job as she likes to say <laughs> and enjoying every minute of it. Right. <laughs> Channel right. a little Betty there. Um, but so you can see how it's not, so it's, it's damage. So first of all, it's lies obviously, and it's damaging to Betty's reputation, but it's also one of the, my biggest concerns too, is that, People with mental illness and, and people who love people with mental illness are seeing these these comments. They're seeing how this how Betty's mental illness is discussed and how it's sensationalized and how she's written off because she was mentally ill. And they internalize that. That affects people who are living today. You know, it's not just Betty's reputation. Right. So so Bailey is potentially doing dam actual damage to people and and spreading the 
the idea that uh, people with mental illness are to be, I don't know what, treated in, in a way, you know, that there's a, like a judgment about it that's, that's, that's a big problem in society anyway, and she's only perpetuating that. Right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the important points I wanted to make, especially for mental health awareness is that schizophrenia in particular is the most stigmatized mental disorder. Um, and they, you know, people that, that live with schizophrenia face just unimaginable hardship and, you know, they don't need on top of that, the stigma and the judgment and, you know, people fearing them and thinking that they're, you know, violent. And in fact, you know, most people with schizophrenia are not any more violent than like, say the average person. Um, now, one thing that's interesting is people that have, that get command hallucinations, like Betty did telling, you know, voices telling her to do things. There is a, an elevated risk of violence in um, people with command hallucinations. However, they're highly treatable. And I think that's one of the points we've talked about before is that Betty didn't have proper treatment. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it's, it's, it really, I think, calls for compassion and not minimizing the pain that was caused to the people involved in those incidents, but understanding, just, you know, just trying to seek some understanding and have some compassion for what she went through as well. And if you want to have an idea of Betty's mental state in the lighter part of her life, you can go and watch my movie where she is narrating, that's her voice, and that's after she got out of the mental institution. I, I did an interview with an extensive interview of several hours in 1996 and another one in 1999. And those recordings of Betty in the 1990s are the voice you hear in the film. And she doesn't sound sound like some crazy person, if you want to put it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. She was, um, you know, it was, it was nice to see that it, it really did seem like she found some stability in her later years. I'm really happy to see that. Um, but again, you know, she, it seemed like she got into a proper treatment plan and had the support she need, uh, needed. And, um, you know, back when she was struggling uh, in the, you know, 70s and, and 80s, you know, it, she just didn't, she didn't get the care that she needed. For example, one of those incidents uh, with the landlords, she was living by herself in a trailer. And it's like, what, why was somebody with, you know, untreated schizophrenia living by herself in a trailer? It's like the worst well, possible Not scenario. only that, Tori, she had gone to California at the invitation of her brother, who was supposed to care for her, and her brother abandoned her. And that's part of the situation that led up to her real mental breakdown. Which is not surprising because that is, in fact, you know, stress is a trigger for psychosis in people who have psychotic disorders, um, stress and trauma. And she certainly had just pretty much nonstop traumas throughout her life, um, including a, a childhood abandonment, sexual trauma, domestic violence. I mean, just we, the list goes on. Um, but certainly lots of periods of super high stress in those later years preceding those times when she right. was involved in those violent incidents. And another thing wrong with the way Bailey Sarian put out this thing about Betty being a murderer was like that shows a complete misunderstanding of the mental illness and the, mm -hmm. even the legal judgment that was made on Betty not guilty by reason of insanity. But Bailey's talking about her as if she's guilty. 
Right. Right. Even though she didn't even murder anybody. Oh, yes. Well, Bailey says she murdered somebody. But no, she she had. Let's talk about that a minute. Yeah. How you can have a mental illness and actually commit a violent act, but not be held responsible for that legally. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm glad you brought that point up um, because it is it's 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 a it's a whole different ballgame. And that's why it is. It's not that she was found guilty. It's it's a not guilty by reason of insanity. And the sentence is mental health treatment. Right. And so when you're not guilty by reason of insanity, it means that your brain is not functioning in a way that you are responsible for your acts. What you right. do becomes separated from, from, you know, there's a breakdown there mentally. And the law recognizes that that's not something you made a decision to do on your own. You're not able to tell the difference between right and wrong right. is what it boils down to. Yeah. And and you're and you're right. The way that that Bailey Sarian has presented this is as if Betty just you know fully logical chose to stab her landlord, and that's yes, and, far from the truth. And and she she cooks up or makes up some facts that I had never heard before. She says uh, Betty sliced the face of her landlord, which is not true. Stabbed her four times in the chest, which is not true. Cut off her finger. None of that is true. Now where she's getting all this stuff. I don't know. It seems like the way she's coming across, she's kind of making it up on the fly mm -hmm. just as for her sensationalized murder mystery and makeup podcast. So, yep. you know, yep. it's it, it's just so irresponsible and, and so damaging in, in, in some of the ways we've been talking about. I agree completely. And of course, that's, you know, that's the biggest point is just the, how damaging and harmful it is. And um, but then, you know, there's this other aspect of she's she's she even states like, I, she said, I could only find, she goes, I, I don't know why nobody's talking about this. I could only find like two articles about it. Well, I want to challenge everybody listening right now to Google, just Google it and see what comes up. Yeah. Google, you know, Betty Page mental illness. Um, you know, it's, it's not, or, or Betty Page landlords or whatever you want, but it's not a secret. And we, right. it's, and, you know, it's in my film, Betty Page, right. reviews all. it's in the film. Betty talks about it. We go into it. We show the papers where she was charged. We go through the incident that happened and, you know, so the, nobody's been covering up anything with Betty Page. I agree. And it's 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 so it's frustrating uh, and annoying, to say the least, when a, you know, Bailey claims that nobody's talking about this. And then th her her fans are echoing those statements. They're coming onto the page acting like they have some big reveal, you know, <laughs> where they're like, hey, did y'all know? Why is nobody talking about this? You know, like it's a big cover up or something. Right. And if people want to talk about this on our social media, on Facebook and Twitter and other the places we have our social media, you know, we'd love to engage in that discussion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I, I just I want I do want to so just to reiterate the point about, you know, schizophrenia and violence. And, um, you know, this is from a study. Uh, it says most patients with schizophrenia will never be violent. For every schizophrenic patient who commits, a, and the preferred way to say that now is every person with schizophrenia, not schizophrenic patient, but for every person with schizophrenia who commits a homicide, 100 will die by suicide. Um, furthermore, schizophrenia increases the likelihood of being the victim of crime and exploitation. A better knowledge of violence and schizophrenia can improve the care that these patients should receive. So again, a, I mean, a plea for compassion and understanding instead of learning about mental illness from somebody unqualified like Bailey Sarian, like just, you know, do some basic research through, you know, NAMI.org, N-A-M-I.org. 
has lots of great information, support groups, helplines, etc. Um, and it's it's pretty easy to find information and educate yourself. Yeah, and this uh, the, the, where I saw Bailey's thing was on YouTube, and uh, you know YouTube is supposedly censoring a lot of stuff that's not factually accurate. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but not I'm against case. censorship. Well, I'm yeah. against censorship, but uh, but um, you know this this uh, I shouldn't comment on her makeup, but she's putting on makeup during the whole thing while she's talking about Betty murdering this person and saying all these inaccuracies and creating these, this, this, uh, perpetuating this idea about mental illness. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it does make it pretty, just pretty gross. She she puts, she puts on eye makeup for the whole time. And (laughs) I mean, personal taste. Yes. But by the end, to me, she looked like a raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's a personal comment. That's not in the factual area. That's a preference, but you know, some people like well, recognize she's so far off base with uh, I know it does it, makes you, it does it makes you want to like attack her personally but like I'm like okay no no <laughs> gonna, gonna okay, so I'll, I'll limit that any no, further, no. Like that. But, but you know what you have it again you have every right not to like recognize uh. <laughs> <laughs> um so but yeah so basically like you said you know we really this is something that does call for uh, for Bailey to make amends and you know we We'd love for her to come on the show and and talk through that the factual details, um, and if she does that, whether she does that or not, we I really think that she should should publicly apologize to to Betty's memory and to Betty's fans yeah, and, fa- and family. Correct, yeah, she needs to correct the record, and we're happy to talk to you, Bailey, offline, not in public. If you just want to review the facts, so you can go correct the record. We're not doing this to attack you. We want the public representation of Betty Page to be accurate. Right. That's all we're talking about. Yeah. Um, You know, so like you said, she needs to set the record straight, correct the incorrect statements, um, educate herself about mental illness, um, including schizophrenia and other uh, psychotic disorders, and stop sensationalizing it, you know? Right. And and stop um, perpetuating the stigma about mental illness and people with mental illness. Absolutely. And um, when, when, on, a, on a pettier note, stop biting Betty's style while trashing her name for your own gain. Yes. Well, she Bailey said she had a Betty tattoo and she apparently has some Betty hair at certain points. So, yeah. Yes. Yep, I've got like a few different pictures of her in different Betty wigs with the Betty bangs. And um, interestingly, she when she does this is now I'll, I'll stay on this super briefly. But when she does the Betty, when she's done like Betty looks, she calls it she just calls it the pinup look. She doesn't even give Betty credit. So there you go. Hmm. There's some <laughs> consistency there somehow. <laughs> I agree. I'm starting to see. Uh, you know, this is really insidious. I'm going to investigate more. <laughs> Well, anyway, hopefully Betty, uh, Bailey will respond in some positive way. Whatever yeah. she chooses to do to straighten out the record, we'd be happy about that. And Tori, if there's nothing else on that, I think you wanted to mention a couple of our Betty, big Betty fans or yes, absolutely. on social media. Definitely. So the first one I want to mention is Evan Lowenthal who is, is known well in the, in the Betty fan community. And he has spearheaded an effort to 
um, it through a change.org petition to get Betty a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which, of course, I'm sure we both agree that she fully deserves. <laughs> yes, actually, I think he also was advocating Betty for president, which <laughs> even posthumously <laughs> might be better than some of the people we've had. So. <laughs> agreed, agreed. <laughs> Um, and I think he was trying to get her, he's trying to get her on a postage stamp too, but yeah. And the, you can easily find those, um, campaigns that, like Google, you know, change.org, get Betty a star on the walk of fame and that sort of thing and sign that petition and, um, help make it happen. Uh, the other one I wanted to mention, um, it, and we'll probably mention a couple of, of notable fans and Betty babes and that sort of thing in each episode or so. But um, so today I wanted to mention Dizzy Miss Lizzie. I don't know if you have met her for some reason. I feel like you have, but I don't know. Is she in Atlanta? She's in, I think she was in. she's from California and I think she lives somewhere else in the Southwest now, but um, she's a huge, I mean, I love, she's one of my very, very favorite Betty babes, <laughs> um, as we call it, she, um, just, she really kind of like nails the Betty spirit, but also kind of brings her own cool twist to things. And I just really appreciate her a lot. She's been very supportive of, of Betty page fitness and a lot of other Betty brands and just carries Betty's legacy and respects it really well. Well, that sounds great. And like, like you said, Tori, we want to acknowledge some of the Betty fans as we go along and we'll, we'll be interv- doing some interviews at some point here when we get this podcast uh, really humming and some, some well-known people and some uh, people who are big in the Betty community. Absolutely. So that's a little bit of a tease for some future episode. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we, you know, again, our, our you can find us on, uh, on social media. I'm at um, Betty Page Fitness on Instagram and Facebook. And Mark, you're on Facebook. Well, there's, yeah, there's a Betty Page Reveals All page on Facebook. There's also a Betty Page movie page on Facebook. And maybe sometime I'll explain why there's two. There's also <laughs> Betty Page Reveals All on Twitter. It actually was related to a potential Facebook censorship. But um uh, there's also Betty Page uh, reveals all on Twitter, and um, you know, please leave your comments and uh, maybe even suggestions for what you'd like to listen here on the podcast in the future. Absolutely, and I will um, at some point we'll have show notes in some centralized place. But for for this particular episode, I want to post some links to some mental health resources and information and things like that um, on on BettyPageFitness.com. So by the time folks are listening to this, those will be up there. Well, and, and Tori, I don't know, people, some people may not realize you are a mental health professional yourself. Right. I forgot to mention that important detail. <laughs> I mean, I'm only an amateur, but you're a professional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a psychotherapist, have been for, oh my gosh, a million years now. This will going into my 18th year. Wow. Since I was a, a toddler. Can you believe wow. it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I'll have some, some resources up for people who want to learn more. Okay. Sounds great, Tori. Well, until the next episode of the official Betty Page podcast, we're signing off for now, right, Tori? We are. Thank you so much, Betty lovers. All righty. See you soon. Bye.